Hello, hello, my name is Bird and I'm the Ex-Mormon Witch. Welcome to my space where I share my story and explore subjects I'm interested in. I'm back. It's been a while. It's been a, a hot minute. I've been giving myself a break. I tried to force myself to record some things over the past, I don't even remember how long it's been since I put up an episode and I'm too lazy to look it up, but it wasn't working for me. I was having a hard time mental health wise. Obviously losing my dad was really, really hard and it, it took a little while to catch up to me, but the holidays are rough immediately after losing a family member. I've also been super, super busy because I had Halloween shenanigans and then I had immediately Thanksgiving shenanigans and now I'm gearing up for Christmas. I just got back from a week-long cruise in the Caribbean where I was photographing a friend of mine's wedding. They got married on a cruise ship in the middle of the ocean by the ship's captain. It was beautiful. We had a great time. But now I am back and I have some thoughts to share. I am not, however, going to promise that I'm back to posting regularly because we will see how the rest of the holiday season treats me. Yule is upon us and coming so fast. I may not get back into regularly sharing episodes until January. We'll see how it goes. But uh, this this week has been busy for me. Like I got back from the cruise on Sunday. I took Monday to run errands, do grocery shopping, uh, get my dogs back because they stayed with my mom while I was gone. And then it was back to work immediately on Tuesday, worked all the way through to Friday, which for me was yesterday. Yesterday night, had a friend over for a full-blown witchcraft ritual, which is exciting because this is really the first time I've done like a full ritual casting circle invoking deity thing with another person around. It was lovely. We just sat around drinking tea, sharing trauma and invoking the dark forces, as she put it, because she has a great sense of humor. And then today I was slammed with things, but I find myself with some quiet time. And I wanted to talk about something that actually came up when I was having this fun ritual time with my friend last night because she made a comment that kind of threw me. I was talking about how long I've worked with deity in my practice because that was part of our ritual. She has been sort of wanting to work with a particular deity and holding back from that. I actually talked about this briefly in an episode about working with deity, some of like her fears and stuff and my thoughts, but she has kind of hit a crisis point and it was time to do the witch thing and do the witchcraft. And so that's what we were there for. And she looked at me, I mentioned that I had been working with Morrigan loosely sort of casually for maybe about three years and she, her jaw kind of dropped and she goes, oh, I thought you were like a baby, baby witch like me. And it kind of threw me for a loop because I definitely still think of myself as a baby witch in so many ways. Like if you asked me, 
I would tell you I was a witch. I would tell you I practiced witchcraft and I would be like, I'm still kind of a baby witch. Like I'm not a baby baby, but I'm a baby. And kind of having that conversation inspired me to sort of try and break down what the timeline has been for this whole journey. Because if you asked me about a story in my life, I could very easily tell you a story and I could put that story, that part of my life into context compared to other things that happened. But then if you asked me how many years ago that was, I my mind would draw a complete blank and I would not be capable of giving you a number. Like if you were like, what was three years ago? I would have no idea. There's something about the way my brain processes memory and processes the concept of time where numbers are meaningless. And this is especially true since I became an adult, started college, and really kicked off this whole faith journey. So I thought it would be fun. I sat down, went back through mostly my photos, actually. I used mostly my photography library to track out my life because my photos really do help tell that story. I could tell what photos I was taking while I was in school because I remembered specific projects that were related to school. I found the photos from my sister's graduation, the photos where I moved to Colorado, and then the ones where I moved back to Georgia. And all of this helped me sort of build this timeline for my life and how long ago things actually were. So I'm, I want to walk through that timeline and then I want to talk a little bit about why I feel like I'm still a baby witch. So this timeline really starts between the years of 2011 and 2014, which I'm just sort of lumping all together because that was when I was in college between those years. I graduated in 2014. I was in school from 2011 to 2014. And that whole four-year span is when I had my major mental breakdown. My mental health was garbage and I hit my faith crisis all in that four-year span. But I didn't leave the church in that span. I was still struggling. I was still looking for answers. And this is really where, and I couldn't pinpoint the exact year because I don't keep a journal because I'm a terrible person. Because Mormons and witches will both tell you to keep a journal, and I don't listen to either of them. Um, <laughs> somewhere in that span is when paganism really got on my radar. Because a huge part of me leaving the Mormon church was me looking for the feminine divine. And if you go looking for the feminine divine, you end up in paganism really, really fast. But mostly I was still trying to stay Mormon. I was trying to be Mormon. Um, but it wasn't really working for me. In 2014, which was the year I graduated, by that point I had definitely stopped believing in the church, but I was really still going. I wasn't going to go anywhere. I wasn't going to risk my family. I wasn't going to risk losing my whole community. Couldn't do it. I did in this year start dating a non-member, which was a really pivotal thing because when we broke up at the beginning of 2015, that was when I left the Mormon church because I felt like I couldn't walk away from the church and stop attending while we were in a relationship 
because people would assume that I was leaving because of my relationship with him and because he was not a Mormon. So 2015, I leave the Mormon church. I stop attending. I'm not talking to anyone about this. I'm being very passive aggressive. I just very quietly slip out the door. I am at this point studying a lot of religions. I'm spending a lot of time on Patheos. I'm looking at different types of Christianity. I still consider myself loosely Christian by default in 2015, just because that's everything that I've ever been. That's everything I've ever known. But I'm also having panic attacks in 2015 at the mere thought of going to a church again. The idea of walking into a church, sitting through a sermon is making me physically ill and I can't do it. So I was also really trying to just let myself rest and heal before joining another faith. I really felt like that was an important thing for me to do in that first year after I left. 2016, the next year, I had pretty much definitively decided in that year that I was not a Christian. That I had resolved. But I wasn't sure what I was and what I believed. I was just kind of out here vibing. Um, I wasn't really frustrated, but I was starting to feel a little frustrated with my lack of spirituality. I think mostly with my lack of community, with not being able to connect to people on that level and in that way sort of having to field a lot of questions from people about what I believed and what my life was like and not knowing how to communicate that was really alienating. Being in a culture where religion is so prevalent and particularly Christianity is so relevant. And so a lot of people want to know right off the bat, have you been saved? And if you're not saved because you're not a Christian, why or why not? And I didn't have any good answers in 2016. I was just floating around in limbo. 2017, so this would be five years ago in 2017, four years ago. It's the end of 21. We'll call it five years ago, 2017. I started practicing magic. No, I was not calling this witchcraft. I was not a witch. But I was definitely practicing magic in 2017. Maybe this bleeds over a little bit between 2016 and 2017. But based on what I can find and put together, definitely in 2017, I start practicing magic. This is mostly minor energetic workings. This isn't set rituals. This isn't spells. But we're doing some energy workings. I'm definitely warding my space in 2017. Wards were one of the first things I grabbed onto when I started studying magic and manifestation because I'm a very anxious person and so everything was wards all day long. And I was doing some other minor energetic workings. I was doing traffic spells to, you know, sort of ping traffic lights and make them turn green or just smooth over my morning commute, things like that. But I ramped up to full-blown rituals pretty quick because my first major spell, and I had to actually Google when this eclipse happened, but I remember very clearly my first major spell was under the light of the solar eclipse. And this was the solar eclipse that happened in August of 2017. And so that was my first real major spell that I had ever done. 
which was a banishing spell that had the backlash where I lost my job, which turned out in the long run to be very good for me. I also, in the end of 2017, bought my first tarot deck, which was amazing. Uh, 2018, so this is four years ago, we'll call it, I started doing tarot readings for myself in early 2018, really started leaning into tarot. I, at this point in, in 2017, I had definitely built my first altar. I wasn't necessarily calling it an altar, but by early 2018, that's definitely what it was. And I had sort of acknowledged that. I don't know that I was using the word witch yet, because I don't think I really leaned into that until after I moved to Colorado, because moving to a different state away from my family really opened things up. But between 2017 and early 2018, I was doing tarot readings for myself on a fairly regular basis. I was doing tarot readings about other people, but definitely not, not for them because I was very, very much in the closet, the broom closet at that point. Um, but I, I had an altar space that I was working with. I'm starting to definitely do the witchcraft thing at that point. 2018, I moved to Colorado. And 2018 is when I tip over the line and I decide I'm definitely a witch and I'm definitely practicing witchcraft. I start doing actual spells in 2018, candle spells, a lot of sigil work. I start working a little bit with astral travel and with deity work and really leaning into meditation at this point doing a lot of tarot readings, started doing a couple tarot readings for other people in 2018. That is really the year when I started claiming the name of witch for myself. I would have told people I am practicing witchcraft by 2018. Of course, me staying in Colorado did not last. So 2019, it's back to Georgia. And that's when I come out of the broom closet and I start telling everyone that I'm a witch and that I practice witchcraft. This is also when I started doubling down on my magical practice and I start actually practicing witchcraft regularly. I start doing more spell work. I start doing more manifestations. 2019, I'm going to say, is when I did a love spell for my sister that she didn't ask for, but turned out real great. Thank you very much. Um, and I'm doing other magical workings around that time as well, trying really, really hard to do shadow work and handle all of my trauma from everything that I'd been through and really finding a lot of peace and stability and grounding in myself in 2019. Of course, then 2020 hits. And at this point, we all know what 2020 was, guys. It was a nightmare. Uh, my dad was diagnosed with cancer in 2020. I started actively really working on resolving a lot of issues with my parents when it came to things like the fact that I was practicing witchcraft and they really didn't approve. I, But I had a lot of good things happen in 2020. I started building my community, my group of friends. I My manifestation for a new place to live came through in 2020. I got my current apartment and Really, I was just having a great time despite all of the terrible, terrible things that were happening in the world and in my family. 
spiritually, I was blossoming in 2020. There is something about trauma that really pushes us to lean into our spirituality and our religion. And that is true for everyone. And it was definitely true for me. And then, of course, we have 2021. We have this year and still feeling like a baby witch, still feeling like I have no idea what I'm doing, but having way too many thoughts and way too many feelings to not share anymore. I start podcasting like a crazy person. Definitely still feeling like I don't know Jack, right? I'm on Instagram now. I'm posting pictures. I'm definitely doing spells. I have the most elaborate altar space I've ever had. And my community is being pulled into my craft. I'm doing witchcraft for friends, with friends. I've got friends who will just text me and be like, hey, I need you to make me a sigil, which is great and amazing that they have confidence in me because for some reason, the spells work. It's crazy. It's honestly insane. But that, that brings us to now when I still, I would tell you that I'm a baby witch and that I have no idea what I'm doing. But even if you go off of the year 2018, which is the year that I moved to Colorado, as the year I really started practicing witchcraft, that's four years. So I've been doing witchcraft or some form of magic for probably at least it's four to five years, maybe even if you stretch it as many as six, but I would say probably four to five. Now, to me, that still really doesn't seem like a long time. In the grand scheme of things, four to five years feels like nothing. I still feel like a baby, like I don't know a lot about what I'm doing until I start talking to someone who knows less than I do. And then I'm just so excited to share all of the stuff that I've learned that I suddenly realize after I've ranted for 20 minutes that I do kind of know a little bit of something, something. But I would not tell you that I'm experienced witch or practiced witch or that I know a lot about witchcraft. And I want to talk about why that is, because a part of it is definitely imposter syndrome. I have the same problem when it comes to telling people that I'm an artist. I am very unlikely to look you in the face and say, I'm an artist. I have a bachelor's degree, a bachelor of fine arts degree in graphic design. Four years, all I did was study and make art of various kinds. I do photography. I do photo editing. I just photographed a wedding right alongside of a professional photographer who worked with the crews. And my photos are easily comparable. They're similar quality. They're good, which is bizarre to me. Because I would tell you that my photos are crap. But if you put them right up next to the photos that this paid professional did... God, my work is good. And that's weird to me. I draw things. I create things. But am I an artist? No, I just make art, which is ironically the definition of an artist. But that imposter syndrome really, really gets me. It gets me about art. It gets me about witchcraft. This is also fed into by the fact that I do follow a good number of practitioners through social media. 
because that's a great way for me to learn new things and to hear different ideas and different perspectives. And so there's this thing that we all know by now that social media does where people show only their best selves and you get this distorted idea of what your practice quote unquote has to look like in order to be a legitimate practitioner. So I have this idea somewhere in the back of my head that I will never follow through on because I'm lazy, that in order to be a quote unquote real witch, I should have a daily practice. I should be getting up every morning and I should be lighting candles and making offerings and I should be doing spell work on a weekly basis at minimum. I should be constantly doing things and then maybe I would be an actual practitioner. Maybe then if I had been practicing every single day for five years, four or five years, then I would be experienced because that's what I think of when I hear someone who works as a witchcraft educator saying, I've been practicing for six years. I assume that that's what their journey was like, that they just went in hardcore and they've been practicing hardcore for that amount of time. If you asked me when I really started practicing witchcraft, I would probably point to 2019, only three years ago. Because that's when I really dedicated myself to the practice and really started practicing regularly. And three years to me is a drop in the bucket. But if you started practicing six months ago, three years seems like a really long time. So there's that weird comparison thing that we do. And there's always someone more experienced. And so I feel like I'm a baby. (laughs) which I don't think is a bad thing. Despite the insecurity that feeds into that, I think that there is a lot of value in staying humble and recognizing how little we know and how little we understand. Because my growth into the practice, into witchcraft, has been so slow. Like I look back and I see the seeds of it back in pre-2014, pre-me leaving the Mormon church. There are seeds being planted about witchcraft and paganism, and I'm starting to lean very slightly in that direction. But my journey has been slow. I took my time. I'm a very slow-moving person. I don't change anything quickly. And so I have descended very slowly into the depths of this glorious madness that is my spiritual practice now, To the point where I can't look back and pinpoint the moment when I became a witch. And I've never really tried. And I think that that's an important thing to sort of recognize when you're first starting to practice. Is that there will not usually be a switch that you flip. For some people, that's what their journey looks like. They might decide one day that they want to practice witchcraft buy a bunch of books, start a a year-and-a-day witchcraft course, and that's their spiritual practice. Right from that day one, they are doing focused, scholastic studies of witchcraft and how magic works. But for some of us, like me, the journey is very slow and very organic. I didn't really buy a lot of witchcraft books. I still don't. I buy some of them, But a lot of what I do is just rattle around on the internet getting ideas and then slapping things together because it feels right. 
And it takes a long time to be able to trust your intuition to that point. And you do have to have enough gumption, I guess, to be able to just do the thing and not really worry too much about the consequences. There are a lot of practitioners out there and educators out there who really push this idea that you need to study and you need to learn and you need to be careful and cautious in all of these ways. And I understand why they do that because sometimes backlash happens, but I take a different approach because like many people, you become what you need right? When you get older, you become who you needed when you were younger. And so I think practitioners who make a lot of mistakes right out the gate push caution. As a cautious person, I take the opposite approach. I tell people what I needed to hear, which is just do the thing. It's not that bad. If it messes up, it doesn't matter. The worst thing that could happen is not that bad. You can fix it. You can come back to it. The worst backlash of any spell that you could ever make, you had the power to mess it up that bad. You definitely have the power to come back from it. And you'll learn so many great things along the way. You really will. And then you'll blink and someone will start telling you that, You're taking on a mentor role in their life and you'll be flabbergasted because four years is nothing. But at the same time, four years is also the amount of time I spent in college learning how to make art. So maybe I'm not so much a baby anymore. Maybe I have upgraded to whatever is just past baby witch. Maybe I'm a mediocre witch I don't know. There's not really a good name in our community, in the witchcraft and spiritual community, between baby witch and established witch and like expert witch. There isn't really a good word for that. And I kind of wish that there were sometimes. But then again, maybe this is just me thinking too much. But I did want to share all of those thoughts, whether you're a baby witch or you're a established witch and you have all your stuff together or you're an expert and an educator in the field, I think on a certain level we do all feel like babies and we do all, as long as we're humble, we all keep learning no matter what. And that is a beautiful thing to continue to learn and grow and develop. And you can do that at your own speed, your own pace. Maybe it takes you three years From the time that you decide that magic might be fun before you actually start practicing like it did for me. Maybe you wake up one day and immediately dive into a daily practice. Whatever it is, whatever it looks like, I hope it works for you. And I hope you don't beat yourself up too badly about whether or not you're doing it right. Because there is no doing it right. That's something that I hope you leave behind you. Because a lot of that is wrapped up in the way that organized religion teaches you you have to be. You, you're always not doing enough. This is something I definitely dealt with in the Mormon church. You're never doing enough. You're never studying your scriptures enough. You're never praying enough. You're never doing church things enough. And even when you're tired, even when you're wounded, the solution is always do more things. 
And I, I hope that you don't do that to yourself in your practice. Be gentle and kind with yourself. If you need to rest, just rest. Because in this whole journey, I have had periods of time from weeks to months where I didn't even think about witchcraft because I did not have the space for it. And my practice has not suffered from that. In fact, I would say it has probably improved because I learned in those quiet moments what I wanted to witch for when I came back to the practice. So enjoy the journey, enjoy the road. Be good, my lovelies. I'll talk to you later.